we believe that regardless of the federal level support for the industry, the renewable industry is here to stay. The push is, is happening at the state level and also at the corporate level. Welcome to Smart Energy Voices, an SED podcast featuring conversations with leaders of the energy transition, hosted by Smart Energy Decisions founder, John Fiella. In each episode of Smart Energy Voices, John digs deep with industry movers and shakers to reveal insights you can learn from in their stories, personalities, and visions for the future. All right, let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Smart Energy Voices. I'm John Fiella. I hope you've been enjoying the podcast, and we'd love to have you subscribe to the show and leave us a review. At our recent Renewable Energy Forum, I had the unique opportunity to sit down with Andre Kangusu, Chief Commercial Industries and M&A Officer for NG North America, for a fascinating conversation on collaborating for customer centricity in achieving sustainability objectives. Here's my conversation with Andre. Andre, thanks for being with us today. And why don't we start by having you tell us a little about yourself and your current role at NG North America. Fantastic. Thank you, John, for having me today. My name is Andre Kangusu. I've been in charge of CNI, commercial and industrial, since beginning of this year. But more importantly, before that, I've been in North America since beginning of 2016. And I've been part of the transformation that NG went through from 2016 to today's date. Jumpstarting the, the renewables piece, the campus approach with the OSU University of Iowa, and now in charge of doing the same, accelerating our presence in the CNI space, the commercial and industrial space. Okay, well, Andre, during that period of time that you've been involved here in North America, the business, the, the portfolio at NG has really uh, evolved over the last 36 months. Can you tell us how the role of renewable energy in your portfolio of energy services has evolved? Yeah. Four years ago, we started this transformation by which the zero carbon or low carbon, the energy transition, as we called, started. And we've been going through that on almost on a daily basis. We divested from merchant power plant, fossil fuel power plants. And we started to dedicate more into the renewables area. Just, just to illustrate how big the transformation was, in 2016, in North America, we had 700 megawatts of wind generation, primarily wind generation in Canada, zero in the U.S. By the end of this year, we're going to have more than 3,000 megawatts in Canada and the U.S. combined. And our idea is to continue to add around 500 to 750 megawatts per year of newly built uh, renewables. Andre, it's interesting because at our event this week, close to two-thirds of the corporate buyers participating in the event have expressed an interest in sourcing renewables outside of North America. There really is a dramatically growing interest in sourcing globally. What's NG's involvement with renewable energy on a, on a global scale? Well, the, the formation of NG is not only in North America, it happened in other geographies. As a matter of fact, other geographies could have been more advanced than North America on, mm -hmm. on 
global journey. But one of the reasons a lot of customers come to us is because of our global presence. So we can serve them in Europe, we can serve them in the Americas, Latin America, Brazil, North America now, Southeast Asia. Those are global companies with the global sustainability goals and nothing better than having a global partner that can optimize, let's say, the renewable procurement process by serving them in multiple geographies. Well, along with the growing interest in procurement on a global scale, Andre, it's been really interesting to see how corporate commitments to renewable energy are scaling rapidly. They're increasingly focused on emission reduction goals. There's almost an arms race for who can have the most dramatic commitment. And we're also looking at the probability, right, of a new presidential administration that will have much more of a priority on accelerating climate action, which we think will drive more customers to not only adopt renewables, but even more ambitious goals. What do you think are are the key drivers for this corporate escalation? And how well prepared as an industry do you think we are to meet those growing needs? Excellent questions. We believe that regardless of the federal level support for the industry, the renewable industry is here to stay. The push is, is happening at the state level and also at the corporate level. The state level because of renewable portfolio standards, RPS, and corporate level because of sustainability goals from the, the corporations that are procuring renewable power. Not to, to forget the fact that the renewable power today is affordable and at great parity in terms of prices in most of the markets when you compare to traditional power supply or generation based on natural gas. This is the first point. So with the new administration, you're going to see more push at the federal level, even better. It's going to further accelerate the, the, the industry, and we're here to, to help our customers to follow that. Now, in terms of what could be a deterrent or a complication for that, I think the massive deployment of renewables entails a lot of things that need to be solved in the marketplace. The infrastructure, the grid resiliency, the grid infrastructure, some regulatory framework, how to deal with the intermittency of those assets. So all those things, it's going to be a constant evolution of the industry in order to properly tackle those because the more renewables we'll have, the more you're going to have to deal with the, those change in the, the landscape of the, of the industry. I think storage is one element that could help deal with that, how to deal with the 24 by 7 versus just when wind is blowing or the sun is shining. Hydrogen could be another potential complementary technology for the industry as well. So those are two technologies that definitely can have a potential impact going forward. Some people allude to the fact that we need a more simplified contracting process. What's your take and what's your point of view on on, on the need for simplifying the contractual process? It is another good point, and the industry needs that. We've been working, trying to simplify the procurement contract, the contracting modality, in order to make it universal, accessible to all players out there. If you look at how the industry evolved from the initial RECs, and still REC is a way of mitigating or procuring renewable power, especially in regulated markets, and then you had the boost and the, the, the growth 
of the traditional corporate PPA or VPPA. It has many names, but the, the VPPA, so to speak. And now, because of the VPPA being a very complicated contractual framework, being something that requires specific knowledge base from the counterparties that could be expensive to procure, especially for smaller players, we've been developing alternative contracting modalities in order to simplify the risk and kind of make it available to, to smaller players that also have sustainability goals and have desires to, to consume reno, renewable power. So are there any specific products or concepts that you have in store or in mind that you've either have introduced or about to introduce, Andre? There are several different, let's say, structures that we right. have commercial names like Easy Re, Custom Re, Portfolio Re that are catered for different types of customers, smaller, medium, or large size, and the solutions or the problems that they are trying to solve. Let's take one of example. I don't want to go through all the different funds, but that. let's take one example, Portfolio Re. So Portfolio Re tries to address the fact that sometimes you have a customer that only wants 5 megawatts or 10 megawatts. It's a small contract size mm -hmm. if you want to build a wind farm of 100 or 200 megawatts. So Portfolio Re tries to aggregate customers forming a portfolio that creates the critical mass to make a larger project like a 100 megawatts or 200 megawatts viable. And they are all procuring from this project. So we kind of underwrite the project and then we syndicate to the smaller customers, making it in a simplified contractual framework, making it almost universal and available for also smaller players. We believe everyone should have the right to consume renewable power and should have ways to achieve their sustainability goals, regardless of their size and their demand uh, size. I love that concept. Everyone has the right to be able to procure renewables regardless of their of their size. I, I think that's something that everyone can get behind, and I'd like to hear more people advocating that. Along those lines, Andre, it appears that the growing corporate demand and the increase in the different types of customers that are looking to buy renewables seems to be what, what's behind your interest to create these, these product options. What do you think is needed additionally going forward in terms of new products or new methods or new financing approaches to help meet this, this increased need for renewables? One fundamental thing that we try to address with the specific structure that it's, it became very known, the, the, the Microsoft the PPA that we signed, is how to deal with the, what is the customer's load profile with the generation profile of the renewable assets, as people probably know that. But the wind, depending on the region of the U.S., only blows during certain hours of the, of the day. The sun shines during the, the daylight hours. But if you have a customer like a data center, they consume a flat block 24 by 7. So how do we deal with the fact that the generation profile is very different from the consumption um, profile? The customer wants to consume according to their consumption profile, not the generation mm -hmm. profile. So we kind of transform the generation profile of the two renewable assets using our wholesale and retail presence in the, in the market to transform and form 
the overall generation profile, adapting it to the consumption profile of, of Microsoft. So products like that, managing the new assets, putting together with wholesale and retail activities that Angie has in North America, allows for a better customer solution, matching exactly what the customer needs at the hours that the customer needs. So the art of the possible, when you start to, to mixing and matching all those elements, becomes almost infinite and to the benefit of the customer. Yeah. So I like, I mean, we've really covered both ends of the spectrum here. Portfolio, RE can help the smaller customers get into it. And you've now talked about this unique contracting model with Microsoft that helps one of the largest purchasers of renewable energy achieve their goals. You're obviously focused on serving the needs of your customers and being customer centric. How do you take that philosophy and expand it beyond renewable energy into serving customers broader set of energy needs? That's a great question because that's exactly what Angie wants to be doing more and more. We want to help our customers to consume better, meaning cheaper, more efficiently, cleaner. And it's not only renewable power, but if you take Ohio State University for as an example, so we, we took over their energy-related infrastructure and we're managing to them, helping them to achieve their sustainability goals, helping them to achieve their resiliency needs, their flexibility needs. So managing this for the foreseeable future is a concession for 50 years. We want to do exactly the same for customers in the commercial and industrial space. We want to take their assets, let them focus on their core business, help them with their sustainability goals, not only renewable renewable supply, but Mm -hmm. also making their assets more efficient to operate in a seamless way, achieving their desires in terms of sustainability, achieving their desires in terms of uh, resiliency, flexibility, affordability, predictability. So in a nutshell, we want to be their partner managing all aspects of the energy infrastructure that they may have in place. That could be a data center, that could be an industrial facility, that could be a research facility. So that's the vision that we have in order to help them to once again achieve and be partners throughout their sustainability journey. So this notion of customer-specific solutions, we've done a deep dive on that as it relates to renewable energy procurement, but it clearly applies to their broader needs. And I like the way you reference the interest in doing it into different sectors, right? Because the needs of the industrial manufacturer are somewhat different than the needs of the data center and certainly the large university, which you've got a great track record and experience in working with that. That's for sure. And I think there are five words that I mentioned that to some degree, they're important to most of our customers out there. Sustainability, flexibility, resiliency, affordability, and predictability. So all those words, not necessarily in that order, are important for most of our customers. And that's what we're trying to to help them on the energy side. If it's a chiller, if it's a boiler, if it's backup power, if it's energy conservation measures, if it's a traditional combined heating power, CHP, if it's renewable supply, all those aspects, we're there for, for them to be their partner in their sustainability journey. So 
Well, listen, it's a, it's a very compelling vision. We started the conversation, Andre, by talking about what's been done over the past 36 months to evolve the company. And it seems like you've assembled an array of assets that allows you to, in fact, take that customer-centric approach with most all large power users. Thank you again, Andre, and I really look forward to continuing the conversation with you in the future. I'd also like to thank you, our community of listeners, for listening to the podcast and being a part of the Smart Energy Decisions community. If you enjoyed the episode, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and tell your colleagues and peers about it. To learn more about how you can become a part of the next Smart Energy Decisions event, Just click on the link in the show notes for more information. We're honored to have the opportunity to share conversations like this one featuring leaders of the energy transition in this podcast, on our website, and at our events, all in the interest of helping you make smart energy decisions. Thanks for listening to Smart Energy Voices, an SED podcast. Digest the insights from today's episode and take action on the ideas that have inspired you. Join us every Friday for conversations with smart energy leaders. We also invite you to check out another SED podcast, Beyond the Meter. Each episode of Beyond the Meter features innovative energy projects and initiatives by large electric power users. To keep up to date with trends and happenings in the energy transition, visit smartenergydecisions.com to register for our daily newsletter and become part of the Smart Energy Decisions community. Thank you.